says a final word. Be strong in the Lord, in Christ. That's been a theme throughout this book that we're in him, in Christ, in Jesus. If you're trying to be strong in your own strength, I played pickleball for a couple hours yesterday, which was awesome, but then I was dead the rest of the day, and I'm tired and sore today. I can't do it in my own strength. In Christ, he said, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor, not just some of it. You're going to need it all. We'll walk through this today. So that you will, there's that thing again, you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Guess what? you got an enemy. you got a target on your back. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies and against evil rulers, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil, then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So I want you standing firm. I don't want you, you might be overwhelmed and stressed and anxious, but there's a, there is opportunity today to take back some ground. Put on that belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to these, hold up that shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet and take that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We're going to break all this down, but here's what I need you to do. Get, get your dukes up, all right? Get your, get your hands up. You're ready to, you're in a fight, all right? I, I'm, hey, this is an all skate. Get, get your dukes up. Face the person next to you, all right? Some of y'all like this a little bit. Now, look at them and repeat after me. Say, you are not my enemy. Now, turn to your second choice, the neighbor who you left behind. Look at him and say, you are not my enemy. All right, now give him a high five and say hello to two or three people, and then take a seat whenever you are done welcoming a few people. All right, Zach, Noah, and Luke, anytime we do baptisms and I prep a message, uh, quite honestly, I prepped this message for you guys, all right? So I have you in mind as I'm, as I'm prepping this, and I realize this is going to be for everybody in the room, too. I want you guys to be successful in life no matter what you do, no matter what you face, no matter what challenges come your way, no matter what circumstances are in your way. I want you to be able to face it where you're standing firm and that you can be successful. Now, Success isn't what the world defines as success, all right? We think more followers, more likes, square footage, money, career, relationships, marriage, kids, retirement. We think that's success. When, you, when you're in, the, in a relationship with Jesus, success is, man, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Regardless of what the world says, regardless of the circumstances, Jesus, if you say it, I'm going to follow you, and I promise you in God's eyes, that is going to be somebody who he wants to work with and join with and say, man, I, that's, that's my warrior. That's the warrior that we're, we're looking at here. We're, we're going to look at this thing. We're, we're in a fight. Make no mistake. 
We, we, are, we are in a fight. We're in a battle. Most of us were like, oh, man, I'm fighting this invisible enemy in an invisible location. Did you catch that? We're fighting not, not each other, right? It's someone who can't see in a place we can't go, and so it's kind of hard to have vision. Um, tomorrow, Rita and I, we are celebrating our anniversary number 19. Look at that. Find somebody who looks at you the way Rita looks at me in that picture. <laughs> I, was, I, I was definitely uh, excited. Rita's like, yeah, right, dude. Just, you know, I, I, where's Rita at? I can't, there you are right back there. I love you. I am so glad that we have not stayed the same in, in our marriage. We, we even discussed if, I, if we were the people we were when we got married 19 years ago, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be married. You got to grow up. That's what we talked about last week. If you didn't hear our message on, on relationships and men leading and, 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 and growing up, not just in marriage, but growing up in life, uh, following the Lord, you want to be successful in the marriage, follow Jesus. All right? But that's easier said than done. That's easier said than done. Uh, quick question. Who, I want to know in, in the room, who's, who is the, the, like the oldest uh, anniversary, like longest married? Is there anyone in here been married for 40 years or more? 40 years or more. Awesome. Uh, hey, give these guys a round of applause. Come on, come on, come on. 50? 50? Can anybody? I got a 50 and a 50. 55? Whoa, whoa, 60? No, down. 56. They're like, are we? <laughs> 57. They're both down. Awesome. 57. All right, let's go youngest. Anybody married in less than, like, a, a year? A, less than a year? No? Less than two years. Right over there, anybody else? Youngest couple? Awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to ask you, give us some sort of wisdom, some sort of nugget, one thing that would be helpful for the marriages. Any, anything you would say? Always be friends. Dwayne and Gay? Keep a sense of humor. All right, we'll take that. I need, I need, I'm going to do an illustration here. I need one married couple. I'm not going to make fun of you, but I do need you to come up on stage just for a minute. I want to show you something I think it's going to be helpful for the rest of us. Can I get one married couple to run up here on stage real fast just for a second so I can show you something? I, I, need, I need some help. I need some brave warriors here. Anybody? I'm seeing the Clarks. Let's give them a round of applause. All right, David and Siri, how long have you guys been married? 20 years. 20 years, all right. Fantastic. All right, center stage. I need you guys to face each other just like on wedding day. Go ahead and put your hands out when you're saying I... Now, <laughs> now they're, getting, they're getting all gooey-eyed. They're going back to that moment. All right, you can kiss, you can kiss your bride. All right, all right, all right. Now, no, no, no. Anybody who's been married longer than 15 minutes knows that it doesn't take much to go from here to, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't take much to go from I do to 
here we go, right? It's part of life. We talked about it last week. It's, it's, it's part of relationships. You kind of need some conflict so you can grow or whatever. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to role play a little bit or whatever. But she might be like, hey, he don't talk. He, like he, used to, he doesn't communicate. He doesn't talk or whatever. And he'd be like, she doesn't listen <laughs> to anything. She's like, this guy works all the time. Work, 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 work. And he's like, she shops all the time. Shops, shops, shops. He doesn't know how to load the dishwasher. What's going on? And then, yeah, 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 exactly. It doesn't matter. You can find these things to fight about. Now, what did we just learn in Scripture? We are not fighting flesh and blood. She is not your enemy. He is not the enemy. But so often, especially in marriages, we are at one another for all of these things. And I'm not saying you just dismiss these things, but you got to understand, behind every battle you face, relational, financial, health, whatever battle you are facing right now, underneath it is a spiritual one. What if instead of fighting each other, we had vision to understand that we are fighting a different enemy? That there is something wanting to divide us here. And yes, we have our issues to work on. Yes, we got to grow up, but we understand. We are not going to let what, the, what God has joined together, we are not going to let the enemy in and get a foothold on this thing. And now we have the same vision. We're headed the same direction. We're on the same page. And we're fighting the same enemy. All right? Give it up for these guys. Thank you so much. The strategies of the devil. Did you catch that? I want you to be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Strategy number one, completely unaware that you have a spiritual enemy who's trying to just destroy your life. All right? He, he just wants you unaware. He wants you to go through your whole day. Don't even give thanks to God. Don't even acknowledge that God. You know, I know he's invisible, and sometimes he doesn't feel like he's present, but just like we heard earlier, he's present, he's there. Be aware. So how do we counterattack? You know, if you're going to game plan, I, I was watching uh, football games uh, yesterday, and we were watching football games uh, this weekend, tomorrow. Broncos play tonight. Those guys are doing awesome. You know, it's like, good for those little guys. Look at them. They're, they beat the Bills. I'm a Chiefs fan. So, But you're going to have a scouting report. You're going to get a scouting report that lines you up, and you know what they're coming with, what to play before they even do it, all right? So one of the things, he's just, he wants you totally unaware. He wants you totally consumed. He wants you totally busy all of December so you forget what Christmas is even about. Just load up the schedule. I'm all for loading up the schedule, but I don't want to forget what it's all about. All right, so he says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, body armor of God. So in some of your translations, instead of stand your ground, it says gird your loins, which is like, what in the world is that? All right, they, the, the stance is important. All right, so back in the day, I'm not a first century uh, Roman soldier, okay? So it's kind of hard for us to make that leap and quite understand. I love the movie Gladiator, so this is the closest that we get, all right? So, but they would have these tunics, kind of the long, like a long robe or something like that. All right, so gird your loins. I can't run and be in an attack mode and fighting mode wearing this long tunic and sandals or whatever. 
So gird your loins was an eye, a, a way that they could take that thing and wrap it around. And so it's now around your waist. And now I'm like free to run. I'm free to move and attack. So this position, stand your ground, is one in which we're not just standing and we're passive. We are in attack mode. We are ready to go and advance. This is a warrior jumping into battle. So you've got to understand that positioning that we're in. Then he says, here's how we're going to do the battle. First, put on the belt of truth. So we've got Russell Crowe here, and you can see right here kind of like this, this belt, almost like a girdle. And what is this doing? This is tightening the core, right? This is getting you a good, strong core around, around, your, uh, around your, your waist area here. And your core is everything. You know this. You got a weak core, you're going to be sore and hurting in a lot of different places. Where's the core? The belt of truth. Strategy of the devil. What does he want to do? Attack truth. Only he doesn't come at you with bold-faced lies. How does he do it? He's a deceiver. Deception. It's actually going to look good. Go back to the garden, Adam and Eve. What does he tell them? He says, when he goes to Eve, tempts, he sees that tree. Now, they know they're not supposed to eat from the fruit of that tree. And so Eve says, no, we can't eat that tree. We're going to die. What does he say? You won't die. True or false? It's both. Did they die when they ate it? No. Has anybody seen Eve today? No. He will attack you, not with bold-faced lies. I call it true-ish. There is an ish behind there. You won't die is true-ish. You got to be aware. How am I going to know what's truth? You get in God's word. You want to know what is truth, you get in God's word. My truth, I'll just say it blunt, sucks. I'm, my truth is my, my experiences, my feelings, my takes. But as soon as I put the word my in front of truth, truth ceases to exist. Truth has no feelings. Truth could give a rip how you feel. Truth is truth. You got to have a strong core and know what it is. Our world knows nothing of what truth is. I mean, I, I look at the news, and I'm not trying to get political. I just don't know what's true and what's not. We're getting fed a bunch of stuff. I don't know who's telling the truth. How are you going to know? Get into God's word. Find out what is truth. All right? You're going to run your decisions, your feelings, your spending, your emotions, your relationships, your attitudes. You're going to run that through Scripture, did you see? Hey, does God line up with this? It seems so restrictive because I know some of you guys are, you're like, you're like me. No, man, I'm not following all these rules. I'm not all church and religion and do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that. No way, no, no way. Seems so restrictive. But here's what Jesus said. You will know the truth and the truth will set you what? Free. What are we trying to do here? Gird your loins so we can advance. It seems so restrictive to run a pass, but he's actually trying to set you free. 
We, we, we read Ephesians 4 when we went through the sin list a couple weeks ago. Sin, 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 sin. And I told you, I'm like, I hate this. I'm a rule breaker. Give me the list of rules. I'm going to break them. But what did we find out? He's telling us these things because he's trying to have us have healthy relationships with other people and with him and with ourselves. When I follow that path, I actually hurt myself. I hurt other people. I got a bunch of regret and shame. He was actually trying to set me free. All right, first thing about the truth. Second thing, the body armor or breastplate of righteousness. All right, so I got another picture of Russell Crowe here. This is a little bit more. What's it protecting? It's protecting the, the, the body, all right, you, but it's protecting the heart. And Proverbs says, hey, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So truth is like picture train tracks. Here's the truth. Here's the train tracks. It's going in this direction. And when I put on the belt of truth, I say, hey, that, I'm, I'm aligning with those train tracks. That's what I want to go on. Well, the, the, the body armor of righteousness is me actually traveling on, those, on that train. Say, I'm, I'm, not only do I give intellectual assent to say, yeah, this is how I want to live my life. I don't want to live angry. I don't want to live bitter. I don't want to live with unforgiveness. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm going to honor other people. And me, and me going on the breastplate of righteousness, righteousness is me actually, I'm going to live that thing out. It's me moving in that direction. Third thing, shoes of peace. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. All right? Many of us were discouraged, were overwhelmed. These shoes are cleats that we would wear that would have peace so we can have stability in our life. Our goal is where inner instability abounds, inner stability arises. And I already gave you the hack, Philippians 4, 8, and 9, if you want to write, take notes on that. That's the hack for peace. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. In addition of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Hold up. This is where it starts getting good. I'm putting on all this armor. I got the belt of truth. I got the body armor of righteousness. I got my shield of faith. Fiery arrows? Now I got fiery arrows coming out? Where did these come from? I was all good for a battle until flaming arrows started coming shoot my way. Listen. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, it says in Scripture. When you start taking steps of faith, now you are stepping into enemy territory. Guess what? He don't like that. He's going to start. You're going to. Some of you are discouraged and you're questioning God based on some of your circumstances. And I get that. But sometimes your discouragement, the thing that you're facing, the trial that you're facing, is a sign that you are taking enemy territory. What are the flaming arrows meant to do? Distract? Probably not to kill. They want to set something on fire. And if you're walking out and you see things on your, on your line that's on fire, you're probably going to be a bit distracted looking around. All right? He wants you all distracted. But I'm telling you, this is, my, this is one of my favorite life verses. For anyone who's like a warrior in battle, I'm like, bring it. If there's tough things coming my way and I've already got truth, 
and I've already got armor, and I know what I know who God called me to be, and I know where I'm supposed to go, and I'm going to live this out, and I don't like this thing. Guess what? That means the enemy is not happy with the direction I'm going. You want to be successful in life. You find what truth is, and you live that thing out, and when, when bad times come your way, and I'm sorry, they will, we'll all face trials, you lean in even more knowing I'm living out God's purpose in my life. Flaming arrows start coming when you start living out faith. I got to keep going because we got baptisms to get to. Put on the helmet, the salvation as your helmet. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. Okay, so salvation helmet. What's that protecting? What's it protecting? Your mind. This is a battleground all in and of itself. You have to understand your identity. Salvation, you have a new identity. The old is gone, the new is here, and it is a daily fight to not only guard your heart, I'm going to live this way, but guard your mind and all these thoughts that tell you you're not enough. I know your past. I know what you've done. You're not good enough for God. You prayed right now, you gave thanks, your, your, your prayer bounces off the ceiling. You think he has time for you? Guard your mind. Give your life to Christ, it doesn't matter who you are. God knows, and he says, yeah, I love you, and I die for you. In fact, you're the one I'm calling. The fact that you think you're the least, I'm going to use that to say, yeah, that's exactly why I want you. I picked you. And then he says, he says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I love this because the word in Greek, we got three different words. One is in, in Greek is graphe, all right, the, the graphe, that's the writing, okay, that's, that's them literally writing the words down on a piece of parchment, okay? That's the graphic. Then you have the word logos. That's also what we get for Jesus in, in John. He is the logos, right? But that is the, 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 the spoken word, the expression of what was written, all right? So Jesus is the word, but anybody who would speak, that's the logos. It's the expression of what That's not what's used here. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, is the word rhema. Everybody say that with me. Rhema. All right? Rhema. This is, I want to get it right. This is our only weapon, the sword of the Spirit. The rhema is the utterance of God. The spoken God of word, of, of God to you and your life. The rhema is the whispers. That little nudge to say, hey, I think you need to say I'm sorry. That little nudge to say, hey, I think you need to make that invite. That little nudge to say, hey, I think this is your next step of faith. That little nudge to say, hey, I think you need, I want to give my life to Jesus. That little nudge to say, hey, I think I want to live more generously. That little nudge to say, hey, I think I do need to get baptized. I've given my life to Christ. The whispers, the rhema of God. This is, to me, one of the, this is your weapon. The sword of the spirit. I think sword. I'm thinking gladiator, and he's wielding that sword. <laughs> You know, there's that one scene where he takes the two and, you know, does that deal. You know what I'm talking about? It's awesome, right? That's not the sword that he's talking about here. The sword that is used in the Greek they knew, was a dagger. It was a, a short one. This was for hand-to-hand -hand combat. 
when you have an enemy in your face. You need the word of God. You want to be successful in your life. Oh, yeah, I built my life on truth. I'm going to live that out. But I better be hearing. My, my sheep know my voice. They do what I say. I'm going to live this thing out. I got one thing, and then we're going to, we're going to get baptized, uh, do those baptisms. A couple weeks ago, we had a sermon here. I think it was on Ephesians 4, and it was awesome. It was a very just people were kind of crying. I was kind of crying, very emotional. But, I mean, God was just moving and stirring. Before the service started, our, we're singing up here, and I'm backstage just kind of trying not to throw up because I panic every time I get ready to speak or whatever. And all of a sudden, Rita comes up out of nowhere. And she said, I don't know why, but just I feel like God's telling me that I need to pray for you. And so she comes up and she prays over me or whatever. And after the service, I'm like, I just told her, I was like, that was, I needed that. Like, that was one of the most special, that's the best part of the day for me. I didn't know I needed it, but I needed it. And I said, whatever voice you heard, like, listen to that voice. Because I, I, need, I needed that. After that service, we had a, a volunteer lunch gathering right over here. And I had been in pain for three days. I got this little cut underneath my fingernail. And my finger was just throbbing like it was broken for three days. Just painful, really painful. And I talked to Robert, who's in the back, and I just told him. And Robert was like, he just went beast mode on praying over my little tiny finger here. I kid you not, that afternoon, uh, 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 this is gross, but a little pus started, like fluid came out, and all the pain just went away. And it's been on healing mode ever since. I told Robert, I said, hey, man, whatever voice you heard, to pray over my finger, like listen to that voice. Then I had somebody else who invited a friend to come to church on that Sunday. They said, and the friend said yes. And then they, the, not only did the friend say yes and they came, but they're like, God kind of spoke to them. God kind of gave them a next step. And I said, hey, 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 whatever voice you heard that nudged you to invite that friend, can you remember that voice? That's a voice you can trust. One more. Had another family that, that needed to reach out to a family member based on that sermon. And they did it. And God was kind of moving in that situation. And I said to them, hey, 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 I don't know what voice you heard. But whatever voice you did hear, can you listen to that voice? That rhema of God. That is God moving in your life saying, we got territory to take. It may not look like much, but we got an advance here today. You got three guys who are going to take a step of faith today who are saying, yeah, I've given my life to Christ. And this is the way Jesus said to do it. If he would have said, hey, put on a jersey so we know that you're on team Jesus, I would say, get the jersey and wear that. No, he said, here's how you put on the jersey. You go and you get baptized. That's how you let people know I'm on team Jesus. That's what we're doing today. So when these guys come in a minute and they share their story and we baptize, you guys, let's all cheer. We celebrate people taking next steps of faith. This is awesome. And I don't know what God's calling you to do, but if I knew what it was and I saw you do it, I would cheer you on and say, would you listen to that voice? You never know what's going to happen on the other side of the voice. Last verse. A final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, not ours. And he says in verse 19, he says, this is Paul writing. Pray for me too, 
ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news, what we're talking about today, salvation, is for Jews and Gentiles, basically everybody. He says, I am in chains now, still preaching this message. Paul is in prison. Not the ideal circumstance. He's preaching this whole message of all these gifts and all these treasures and all these things that you have, and he's in chains. He has a mission to tell the entire world. How am I supposed to tell the entire world about how much God loves them when I'm in a prison cell chained to a Roman soldier who I'm trying to describe to you what he looks like? 2,000 years later, Paul is dead, and he's still preaching, folks. Don't underestimate the rhema of God in your life and what he's trying to do in you and through you. And my encouragement to you, Zach, Noah, and Luke, put on this armor daily. Not once. Not once a month. You need it daily. This battle is daily for your mind, for your heart, for your purpose. Church, we're going to cheer them on, but I want to cheer you on too for what God's in your life. Let's pray. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.